Welcome to episode 92 of the Pack Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bruiser Carter, along with my family. Beside me, we got first arrival, Mr. Johnny Mars. Welcome back. Can we see some Super Bowl? I appreciate that, but I, I will not take credit for being first arrival. That was not me, but glad to be back. It's been a minute. Dialing with me is my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. Cutthroat. Dialing with me, we got my cousin, Mr. Dumont. Have me as always, yes, sir. And last but not least, his first rival, excuse me, Mr. Slim Reaper himself, JC Stewart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? It's a great day to be alive, you know. I feel revolutionized. I felt that, I felt that. Two thumbs up for this guy. How How was your Valentine's Day weekends, fellas? Y'all, you did something nice for your queen? Nope. I, I felt pretty good. Yeah, me and my girl enjoyed that. Boy, Jay said, nope. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you the last time I celebrated Valentine's Day. Might have been uh, when our classmates came to school and handed out candy. Might have been like the last time I actually got something for Valentine's Day. Mm. It is what it is, though. You know, it's a holiday that people feel pressured into doing great things. Let them know. Yeah. Just Third love eye. your loved one every day you can. Third Eye John here to teach us some knowledge, you know? Um, I, it was good. Hogs game, COVID precautions, of course. Uh, Papa those. Watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Good, great movie. Great movie. I'm gonna talk about great it later. Movie. Before, but we come in here with some breaking news. We have the NBA All Star starters now available for the Western Conference. It is Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. And on the East and in the Eastern Conference, we have Kyrie Irving, Bradley <laughs> Bill. Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. LeBron is the captain of the West, and KD is the captain of the East. I want to go straight to DeMond because DeMond came on just attacking people when he found out his guy, his main man, Kyrie, is a starter. DeMond, take it away. But what's your biggest – were there any snubs? Did you Do you approve all these listings? Talk to us, man. Well, um, you know, what can you say? The hate – has been projected towards Kyrie Irving well before the season even started. Um, I always said his return to stardom was going to start with him being a starter at the guard position in the All-Star game, which he now has been revealed to be not shocked. I mean, other people will tell you that he doesn't deserve it. Other people were more deserving, but they have still yet to appreciate his game and the art that is Kyrie's game. So, I mean, a finals run might do that again, but People forget that he had the greatest finals offensively. And you tell me who had a better, you know. So it's just, you know, but looking at my list, thank you, courtesy of the Pack Life Pod. Appreciate you, Bruiser. I only got one guy wrong. Um, Lucas starting over Dame. I think that's a snub. But other than that, I mean, I predicted everything. Kawhi, Anthony Davis didn't make it. Um, he'll make it as a reserve most likely, but everything else, you know, Katie, I expected him to be captain, of course, leading vote getter, leading bucket getter, almost averaging 30 back from coming off of Achilles. So it's just expected of these top notch hoopers to go out and start an all star game. So it's pretty easy. Uh, John, you weren't here when we did our uh all star starters predictions, but. You were very adamant and vocal that Zach Levine makes the All-Star team. Did you mean an All-Star starter? Or like, wait, wait, how you feeling, man? Yeah. I mean, respectfully, politically, I understand uh, the starters in the East. 
you know, number one player in points per game should be a starter. We know the story of Bradley Bill last year and last season. So being that the starters are voted on, you know, by fans, it made sense for the people to say that Bradley Bill should start this year. I don't really too much have a problem with it. I just figured personally with Levine's team success being higher, his individual play all around being better, that he should be a starter over Bradley Bill. But this was a feeling thing, you know, not a logic thing. So it is what it is. The people decided with their heart instead of with their mind. It is what it is. Uh, Kyrie starting is not an issue. His team has high success. Again, the Eastern Conference is pretty weak. But I will say, though, one impressive thing about the Brooklyn Nets, that they are the only team, and I could be wrong, but they are the only team, I believe, who has a winning record against the Western Conference. Said to see you all earlier in the chat. So the fact that they are showing that they're going to be able to compete with who you have to compete with to get a title, uh, I think allows them to have as many all-stars as they need, those who are contributing. So Kyrie starting doesn't bother me. The front court with Giannis and Joel. I mean, Joel, MVP season. Giannis, MVP season. And then KD, again, like DeMond said, coming off the Achilles injury and balling for 30 a game and looking like the Achilles injury made him better or immortal. Obviously not immortal. He's not playing tonight. But so no problem with the starters. Western Conference, I thought Dame should start just because he, he doesn't have CJ. And that's an adjustment he had to make midseason. And his game still elevated. It didn't, it didn't get worse. And he brought his team success. So I thought that. I mean, they're top four team in the West. I, I definitely thought he should have started at least over Curry, but Curry's having a great year, spectacularly things uh, being done by him. So it is what it is. We'll, we'll look to see who the reserves are going to be. I know Levine will be one in the East and my dark horse in the West. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know if Zion is so much a dark horse, but he, he should be someone who gets in. So that's kind of what I'm looking like. Although their teams aren't having the most success. Right. And Jace, you had on your prediction of Levine starting. I believe everybody had the forwards pretty much set except for cut with um with A D in there. And I think I believe Jalen had Paul George in there, but you went you went a different path. You went Levine, even though currently it's not in the playoffs, but he's having career numbers. Tell us why you like that. Why did you did you want him to start? You're on mute, but I just want him to this you know, I, I still think he deserves a start, you know. Um he's having a career numbers, career, career year. So um it was it was kind of a up in the air thing. If he started, he started, if he didn't, he didn't. But I didn't expect Kyrie Irving to start at all. I didn't expect it. I wasn't mad about it, of course. Uh, you know, James Harden have 24, 7, and 11. I feel like it's a given, like a starting numbers. But hey, Kyrie averaging 28, 4, and 5. I guess that's starting numbers as well. It's Kyrie Irving at the same time. So why not give it to Kyrie? Why not? Um, DeMond's pretty happy about it. He's pretty giddy. But in my opinion, James Harden should have started over Kyrie. Mm. I chose Kyrie to start. I, I appreciate his game. He was balling this year. So I think I thought he deserved it. I had Jalen Brown in over Bradley Bill. Just seeing what he was doing with the Celtics team, I thought he deserved that credit. But the Celtics are on a downturn. They um lost. They're currently fourteen to fourteen in the fifth seed, so they're they're um at five hundred after losing Marcus Smart. So, um, I'm not mad. But Bill made it. It just shows that it feels like the the um the All Star system they reward in the East 
guards who put up great numbers but not winning. That's it's becoming a trend. We seen it last year with Trey Young. So I, I would like to see how I'll, if another star breaks out and have a similar type of situation next season, how would they uh, vote? Would it be the same or will it be different? Also had um, Donovan Mitchell starting over Dame and um, over Luka Doncic and over Dame Lillard. I thought having the best record in the NBA, leading the team that is the best team in the NBA. Uh, believe you said 20, 20 out of 21 wins, John. They're on the street, yes, sir. So I thought you should, you should damn. I mean, not damn. Donovan Mitchell should have been rewarded. He's been playing stellar, he's been keeping up his game he had since the bubble. And I thought he should have been rewarded, but I'm sure him and Gobert will make it in the, uh, the reserve spots. But I thought Donovan Mitchell deserved that spot. Cut Carter, welcome back. Been in tune the whole time and heard a lot of the stuff we've ever said. Um, um, I'll start with the word. Oh, before you start, but can I ask you a question, man? Oh. Uh, Anthony Davis did not start. Uh, you don't want to have AD in your start lineup. How do you feel, man? Talk to us. I mean, I'm not surprised. When um, I think the NBA likes the whole idea of the uh, what it is the pass first type big men, the big men that facilitate and stuff. So that doesn't surprise me. I knew Kawhi was going to start, and I knew uh, what's his name, LeBron was going to start. Duh. I knew LeBron and uh, Kawhi was going to start. So I felt like. People underestimate the fact that them people really played a, a championship in, in October and started the season in December, regardless of what you think or, oh, there's no excuse. Nobody has sat out that long, whereas other nobody sat out that short of a time ever. And there's teams that literally have not played since March 2020. So I think that was overlooked, the fact that people sat out from March 2020 to December 2020. That's a whole, what it is, seven months, six months? Eight, no, not, dang, almost nine months. So um, I felt like that was overlooked. Um, but I don't think it's an excuse. He's not playing at, his, at the level he was playing last year, but, you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, you know, now that he's injured, he's going to get some more. He got time off, so he got time to get his legs up under him, and hopefully he come back strong. So, honestly, I mean, it, don't, it really wouldn't matter. He, gonna, he might get an all-star as a uh, reserve, but he won't. He'll, it'll count as his like all-star appearance, but he won't play. So that might actually give him more time, you know, extra time off. Um, sticking with the West, uh, I knew Steph was going to start. Steph won, was first in fan ranking, obviously. He's the most popular. He was number one in player ranking because he came back and he's looked good. And he was number one in media rank because the media loves him. However, I do not like the fact that Dane starts over it's not it's not starting over Luca. I find that very disrespectful. And I find it funny because Luca won the fan vote. He was in second behind Steph. Dame came in third. But for the media and player ranking votes, Dame came in second and Luca came in third. But fan vote is worth 50 and media and them are worth 25 each. So that's the only reason that Luca starting over him. And I'm really disappointed in the fans. But I, again, I think that's where it comes down to fans only care about buckets and don't, well, not, it's just flashiness. Whereas Dame is kind of one of them gritty players and he does the same thing Luca do, so I don't get it. Um, you're, you're, We don't get triple doubles, so I, I guess whatever. But uh, last night, Dame literally had 40 and 16, 44 and 16. You don't take into account that Luca is a European, that the, the whole continent was probably 
Oh, I'm sure it's continent back then, but I, that's why I don't think the fan vote should be the, uh, the end all. Be all. I think it should be 30, 30, 33, 33, you know, 33, 33, 33. So I don't think it comes down. If, if so, if it was a tie, how would you break it down? I think since they only included players, media, and fans, they could really make it 25, 25, 25 and add coaches in there and everybody at a 25% piece. Okay, I see. But I don't like the fact that that did that got to say that determined that he wasn't a starter in the all-star game when he's clearly he's at he's it's literally only two people in the MVP race right now, like as the front runners in is LeBron and him. And I don't understand how he don't get that nah. So Joel Embiid is not in the MVP race? I don't think he's top two. Wait, what? Who's top two? Dame and LeBron. I disagree. Yeah. You can disagree. <laughs> I just that Joel Embiid is averaging a double double, bro. Like that's his job. He's a he's a starting center. But it, not every big is doing it. Not every starting right. big is doing it. But that's that's it. low key doing it out there to do the average, average double 30, double. Is he supposed to average thirty points a game too? It's people that average triple doubles that went didn't win MVP. So I'm not understanding why averaging a double double gets you that nod or that respect. Because they had their first seed in the Eastern Conference. That's why those people who averaged triple doubles weren't the top team in their conference. So therefore, they didn't get the recognition they should have got. But I didn't want to disturb your tape. Was Lakers average. was number one last year, and LeBron almost averaged a triple double. He was averaging a double double for sure, and he averaged um, eight assists. I mean, he averaged ten assists, and he averaged six, seven rebounds, and he didn't get it. And they were the number one seed. So I don't. I'm just you know calling out fallacies in that argument. The Bucks were the number one seed last year, so. But he didn't average he a triple double. He averaged a double double, and LeBron averaged a double double too. But they had a better record. I don't care about record, regular season records. That and he also mean. won Defensive Player of the Year. Right, that he shouldn't have won. That he shouldn't have won. You can't, I'm that, you can't to say to win DPOY means you know like he wasn't the best defensive player last year, bro. I don't, I don't care how don't they try to make that. Cookie he was top three, but he wasn't. He didn't deserve both. I'm saying that's why he got MVP though, because he was that good no, defensively no, as well, and no. their team was that good. The DPOY don't get no. That don't go hand in hand. I can't agree with that. I don't think it do. Maybe I'm saying that plays a factor as to why he got MVP because he was a finalist for DPOI. It'd be random DPOI that never were in the MVP race all the time. I think we're going around in circles, but go ahead. We are. Or we order. So on to the East. Who the starter? Oh, Bradley Bill. The only reason Bradley Bill's starting this year because his team has the same success about they had last year is just because he got snubbed last year. So that's the only reason I feel like he won. He made it in, um, like, with no questions asked. Um, Go ahead, bro. We all we all want to hear what you got to say about your face. <laughs> stop, stop putting it off. Stop looking around it. Go ahead. <laughs> Trying to see something. There you go. That's what I need to see. So um Bradley Bill had number one fan vote, number one player in number which one. Which is wild, year. which is wild that he was which, one that is, Yeah, that's crazy to see. Kyrie was number two in fan vote. He has the fans, so I'm, I'm not even surprised there. Player rank two surprising to me, but I mean it's good. But that media media. rank, I'm with the media. That, me, that media four. rank. <laughs> the media. And I I agree because I felt like Harden and I felt like I wonder who else got that over them. Hold up, let me see. They didn't show it. That's black. They only just showed they vote. They don't show who who was the reason. So him to be four by the media, that means I'm more than positive it was Levine possibly over him. 
it was uh, Bill over him, obviously, and Harden over him. Or Jalen Brown and Harden. It's Harden and somebody else that was over him for him to be four. So, um, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. I don't think he's playing bad. I just think that whole – I feel like they're holding stuff against Harden because of how he was playing with Houston, but nobody's taking it in the fact that Kyrie did the whole sit out for his sister birthday stuff, and nobody's, like, speaking on that. But I guess that don't matter. And It don't. It should, though, because if you're going to hold hard and not wanting to be traded, the same thing Draymond Green came out and LeBron just came out and said about Andre Drummond and them is exactly what Harden was doing, and people made it an issue. But then when it comes to not being professional and you want to be on the team, it is not an issue. But when it's, you want to leave a team, it's an issue. So I think that's just, you know, what's the word for that? Uh, when people want to play the middle, or they're not something. Critical. Yeah, but um, KD, number one in fan vote, obviously. NBA missed him. Player rank one, media rank three. Hmm. But that really don't matter because they send three fours. I think what Kenny Smith said on TNT inside the NBA is true that if the fours aren't doing as well, I think it should be three guards and two fours in some cases, like especially the West. The West is so guard packed. And the fact that Dane missed it when it really could have been like Jokic would miss it because his team not playing as good, I think that should have been something that mattered. Or even Donovan Mitchell. Not making it. His team is number one. No, I'm saying Jokic is playing good, but his team isn't isn't good. But I mean, if that's what you're gonna, people include that. Then we have to take our Bradley Bill. I will say that's why he didn't make it last year, though, bro. That's what we argued about last year. I'm saying they're over 500 and they're in the playoff picture right now in the Western Conference. It's still a tough conference. If you look at a bunch of people that's making All Star and their team is under 500. I will almost all of them. A lot of them. A lot of teams in the East are under 500, and they get to be All Star. In the All-Star game. I will say, I don't know in what world Jokic is putting up 50-point games in 29 in the first half, and, and he's coming off the bench. And they're still losing. I mean, so you got to keep it on both sides. No, I don't, because this is the thing. Y'all are so critical of other players when they do that, that exact same thing. But then these dudes do it, and it's, they get a pass for it. His team is in the playoffs right now. No, bro, but I'm saying. I, I'm saying, saying, like, what do you mean no. they're losing when they have a winning record? My point, like, is, I, 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 my point is, when people see triple doubles by certain players, it's, oh, it don't matter, or, ooh, it's not conducive to winning. But you can say his name. Oh, I don't want to make it about him, but I'm just saying, that's what y'all do. I don't understand. Like... I, don't, I don't understand how people could just sit here and then give credit for people doing the same thing that he was doing. It's just, it just mind-boggling. You're like, Give credit when it's due. I'm not dissing Kyrie. I just think other players are playing better than him and do more than him. It's not all about scoring. But the All-Star game, I guess people want to see all scoring, which I get. That's fine. But that's not the end-all, be-all for me. So I'm going to wrap it up. Giannis is 2-2-1-1, fan player media, and and beat is 3-3-2, obviously, with them three fours. But I think Kenny Smith's idea of guards getting three people in when it's a guard-dominated game now. It's a guard-dominated game. They should be able to get three people in, and then the big men get that. The forwards and the center split them last two spots. I think a better idea would be two guards, two forwards, then a wild card. It could be guard or four. Right, anybody. Right, yeah. that's fair. The, and because Donovan Mitchell's team is number one, and not only are they number one, he's playing at an elite level, and he get he didn't even get top three. He wasn't even running. It was going to be Dame or Luka regardless behind Steph. Before, so, uh, so. before we – um predict who the reserves are which accolade do you think should weigh more 
being an NBA All Star or being a first team All NBA, second and third team All NBA? Because it feels because I feel like the rankings for that is first team, then All Star, then second and third team All NBA. I want to hear what you guys got to say. Um, who who want to go? Uh, go go. Um, I think All Pro means more, but then again, ain't that voted on by media? Yes, one hundred percent by media. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. I think we need to. They need to figure out a way to where it's more. The peers should have something to say about it. I value NBA players' opinion. I do, and I think some their opinion on other players should matter. I don't care if they do an NFL top NBA top hundred like the NFL do or something. I do. I would like to get an insight as to, you know, or the top fifty NBA top fifty. Where they look into, they explain why. Because if anybody knows, it's them. They they know they don't want playing against them, and I think that should matter. But all pro, I mean, it's a lot of snubs on all pro all the time too. Like like didn't Bam get snubbed last first year? First team All NBA, first team. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm not all pro. First team All NBA, first second. Didn't Bam get snubbed? He didn't make. I don't think he made a team last year, and that was crazy to me. Dude, I don't it, think it's based on regular season. I want to say too. I mean, I guess, but last year was a crazy season too. But so you based, so you telling me them people, did they include the bubble in their picks or they picked before the bubble? I would have to see. But nonetheless, I think, I think, I think, no, I think they did include the bubble regular season. I think the players should have a say in, in a lot of these votes, which is why the All Star voting is it's a good idea, and the fan vote is cool. But then they do all this double points this day, double points that day, double this, double vote. The they need to let another group get into that so i would like to see them add a, a that fourth round to the all-star but i do i guess in that case since it's all media the media can have something against you or they could love you and you know hype you as we've seen a lot so i think all-star low-key better than being a uh, first team got you john what you think do you think being all nba all-star is more important is a better accolade than being a first team second team or third team all nba i do um, reason being is the All-Star is more influenced on the people that go into selecting this position and this, and this accolade. It's an accolade that players who watch the game every single day get a chance to feel a part of, you know, selecting, for the starters at least. So I, I definitely feel like at least if you're a starter, that holds a lot of weight. Um, but, you know, when you're the first, second team, that's that's like journalists and, and writers. And so it's like, it's kind of biased. You know what I'm saying? It's not really, I think it don't tell the whole story of that particular season. Um, like a lot of players who are in MVP runnings, they don't they don't get that MVP award. But I think if you can you imagine like an MVP award or first team selections were were done the same way it was done All Star, I think it would be like you know a lot more telling of that person's individual performance for the year. So I, because of that, I think the All Star selection is definitely definitely important because like it's it's All Star. That means like you're having a fantastic season. You know like. No, when you when someone say, "Oh, you're an All Star 2018 or 2017," they're gonna go and look at what you did and be like, "Oh yeah, these are All Star numbers." Um, but I will say though, in certain cases, that's not always true because you know you look at the Atlanta Hawks and you go see Kyle Korver in the season they win, like 2015 or whatever. And you're like, "Oh, these are not All Star numbers," you know. But then you might look at that team and say, "All right, so you get it." So I think the All Star it, it holds a lot more weight uh, personally just because of the people that are able to select the All Stars. Because I, I, cause there's a belief going on in the NBA community that 
um, that all stars, all star games should be with all stars. It should be with the shooters, the hoopers who's gonna be shooting pull up threes, alley hoops from half court, windmill dunks, tomahawk dunks, rather than the bigs, rather than the players who are like their game isn't that like Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Sabonis. Uh, so it's like, do they have to make like a distinction because they because people feel like the all star game is supposed to be like a fun exhibition game with all the crazy highlights going, but doing that, you were like, you exclude the people having a great season. So it's like, it's kind of, I'm trying to find like a definition of it. What do you think, Jace? How you think, how you think it should be? Uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, you know, bring it all in a nutshell. If you hooping this season, you should be an all-star. If you, if you showing, if your stats show that you balling, you doing what you got to do, yeah, if your team went in a little bit, I feel like you should be an all-star. Um, I understand like the shooters and all that type of like folks wanted to be excited, but at the same, but at the end of the day, it is an entertainment to us. But these, uh, this is what they do for a living. This is what they love. So I feel like they should be, they should be like, what's the word? I don't know. Like they should be awarded. Awarded, but like, um, it's another word about <laughs> awarded. They should be awarded for recognized. They should be recognized for what they're doing. They should be recognized for what they're doing in the regular season and all these games that they're playing. They're playing 82 games, sometimes back to back to back, sometimes back to back. So I just feel like if you hooping, you balling, you doing what you got to do, you're doing your job. I should like, I feel like you should be an all star. Yeah, I feel like no system is perfect, but. I do, and I do think the players agree that the, getting getting the All Star nod is more important than, and more meaningful than getting the uh, first team All NBA, second team All NBA. What you think, Demond? Uh, which accolade should weigh more, being a first team, second team, or third team All NBA, or being an NBA All Star? Well, I think just because how much people magnify and everything that goes into All Star voting, it's definitely put on a higher pedestal. But in terms of my opinion, I think the NBA. First team, at least first team all NBA means more than an all star just because it's really hard to make those cuts even harder than um, the all star starters. And that's because that's taken for the highest level of everything. Like we can debate what we think the NBA um, all star criteria should be. But when you look at the history of these all NBA teams, you need to be winning. You need to be. You need to have the numerous highlight moments of that season that made me say, "Hmm, is this player an MVP? Is this player like the best of his position in this season?" And I think that steps out once you take a look. I mean, that separates the cream from the top, uh, the cream of the crop. You just look at LeBron not even making an All NBA team. I think it was two years ago, and that's just crazy. But to think about the level of people, like. Giannis was playing, and that wasn't even his best. And I think who made um, made it over? I think KD made it over LeBron, but of course LeBron had been hurt. It's just crazy to think about stuff like that. So um, I'm definitely going to say all NBA first team matters more. But once you get to the second, especially the third team, then it gets towards the all-star reserves And at that point. Gotcha, gotcha. I was just curious, just a little curious, curious. Um, let's do our NBA All-Star Reserves predictions. Um, so the reserve criteria is two guards, three forwards or centers, and yeah, two wild cards, yeah. which could be a guard or a forward or a center. That's how they did it this year? 
That's how they do it every year. I didn't, I forgot that. Why do more forwards get the, the automatic bid though? You see what I'm saying? Like it should at least be the opposite. Three guards, two forwards, and two wild cards. Like you see what I'm saying? Especially in the West, the West is stacked at guard. Like, like I think I think they do that because the wild card is. I think the wild card is likely to be guard. Cause it's a wild card, so it's like you know, it doesn't matter what position. Well, it's based on it's based on the coach's decision, though, right? Yeah, the coaches. I, I forgot what the system is, but they said um they can't vote for their own player, but their own players, but they got to pick the two two guards, three fours, and two wild cards. And then more of a reason to make it more guards, like add more spots for guards, is because it's gonna be they're gonna get picked by Katie and LeBron anyway. It's gonna be a draft, a draft. So I don't. I just find that crazy to me, but we could pick. I'm just saying, I don't. The process is it's, it's ways they could fix the process. I feel like. Oh, you didn't hire you, Cook Carter. See. All right, uh, for the East. Take it away, John. Let's go. For the East, I think the two guards that fill that spot should be Harden for sure, um, and and Jalen Brown. Uh, you know the Celtics are not having the, the year they thought they'd have. They are missing their best defender in Marcus Smart, um, and that that plays a huge role in their team success. So, other than that, James, I mean Jalen Brown, he's he's been pretty straight, uh, and we all know Harden for the front court. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a nod to Bam. I think Bam deserves to go this year, even though you know what I'm saying it's like a team not that best. He got snubbed last year too. But yeah, I, yeah, and I think with a lot of their players being out, like Bam has really been the steady, like heart and beat and soul for that team um, just this entire year as they wait to get their players back. So I, I got Bam. Also have Tatum. I think he's still having a good year. You can't you can't disrespect Tatum. He, he's an all-star. I think every year moving forward in his career. Um, and I, I have Julius Randle, filling out my third front court uh, person. So my two guards, Harden and uh, – Harden and uh, Jalen Brown, and then my front court, I got Julius Randle. I have uh, Bam Adebayo, and I forgot who I just said, but yeah. And then my wild cards, Ben Simmons and Zach Levine, bro. I, I know, I know, I know Trey Young. I know Trey Young is averaging nine assists and twenty-five points, and him and Luca are the only two players doing that. But and I know that when he's not on the court, that Hawks are trash. They cannot score, and they can barely get the ball over half court. But Zach Levine is just so proud of me. He's the third best shooting guard, I believe, in the league, and I think that that deserves recognition. So that's that's kind of what my East reserves are looking like. Uh, Got to find out who my other four was. You said Tatum and Julius Randle. Uh, oh, yeah. I said Tatum, Randle, and uh, Bam Adebayo. Bam. Okay. All right, uh, who's ready? Who's next for the East? Or I could go. I go. Oh, okay, go. Um, in my guard spots, I have James Harden, of course, of the Brooklyn Nets, and Zach Levine. My forward, I have Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics. Demontis Sabonis, Sabonis gets in there for me at my forward spot, and for my last front court spot, I'm going to take Bam. Uh, and then my wild cards are going to be Trey Young and Jalen Brown. Uh, ben Simmons is not going to make my list. Even with his 42-point effort, he's still only averaging 15 points for me. I'd like to see that come up more for a guy that we're saying is a star in the league. I understand he averages eight rebounds and eight assists as well, but I need more. 
I need more. Um, also, somebody who I feel like is going to get snubbed, Julius Randle is balling this year. I just want to put that out there. He is having career numbers all over the, the board. And the Knicks are a playoff team as it stands right now. But I just believe there's too much talent at the front court spot. And with Tatum, Sabonis, and Bam, I don't think Julius Randle deserves it over any of those guys. So he'll be somebody that's on the outside looking at All right, I'll go. Uh, for the East, I have the, um, the two guards, James Harden and Jalen Brown. For the forwards, I have Chris Middleton of the Milwaukee Bucks, DeMontis Sabonis from the Indiana Pacers, and Jason Tatum from the Celtics. And my two wild cards is Julius Randle from the Knicks and Ben Simmons from the Sixers. You don't have Trey or Zach Levine. That's kind of wild. He's wilding. <laughs> That's kind of wild. Who you say, Bruce? I said Harden, Brown for the guards. Middleton, Sabonis, and Tatum for the forwards. And for the wild cards, I have Julius Randle and Ben Simmons. See, my only quarrel with your list, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm looking at Chris Middleton's stats. And I understand, That's what I said. I understand that Julius uh, – I'm sorry, not Julius. Drew Holiday is coming and – He's taking, you know, he's going to take some shots and he's going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. But this year, Mike Budenholzer has um, has Chris Middleton playing a couple more minutes. His points per game hasn't gone up. His shooting percentage has went up slightly. He's less better on the boards and a little better in the assist. Just for me, all the talent that has either arrived, returned, or taking a step in the East for Middleton to not get that much better. I just. Who would you replace over Middleton? Uh, Jalen Brown, Trey, Trey Young. Brown is a, a guard. Middleton's considered a four. Oh, then I had Tatum, Sabonis, and Bam. Bam. Heard you. Bam is having a really, really solid year. And for a team that is not playing as good as they are capable you look at what Bam's doing, like, he's trying to carry them on his his back every night. He's having a career high across the board, except for rebounds, but... You, know, you said it, you said it. He's trying to, but he's not. <laughs> okay. If I, I'm more than confident <laughs> that Bam would, Bam would be bashing people down low if he had Giannis running to the rim and just dishing it to him, but... The reason I, I said... I think Bam is having a better year. Oh, the reason I said Ben over uh, Levine and Trey Young, guys, is just I don't know. I know that he can't shoot three ball. He can't score nightly like Ben. I mean, not uh, Zach and Trey. He, ben is, uh, I think he's going to, he's the front for DPOI, in my opinion. I think he'll be rewarded for that with Austin. After, um, I'm sorry. Is that Devin Booker who horned 40 on his head? So he ain't like, like Ben dropped like 35? Like, what are you saying? Man, you can't you can't literally come out and I, I I'm sorry, but you cannot come out before the game and say I'm the best defensive player in basketball. And the dude who took your girlfriend come out and home forty on your head can't happen. What I didn't do? Get on his head. Okay, Carter, what you got for it? Huh? I'm saying his, that don't be his sole responsibility. There's a bunch of defenders on that in that mix: Danny Green and Thibault. But um, talk to us Eastern reserves. Eastern. I got Harden, obviously. I got Jalen Brown. I got Tatum. 
I got Julius Randle. I have Bam. I have Trey Young. And the last spot is going to come down to Levine or Ben Simmons. But I think they'll probably give it to uh, Levine, maybe. It's the coaches, though. I don't know. It depends on how coaches feel about Ben. They'll be like, oh, you're, you're on the best team in the East? Go right ahead, buddy. That's how they're gonna, that's what they're going to say. Jace, you ready? Yeah. Uh, talk to us, man. All right. Um, my guards. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Harden and Levine. And uh, front. Man, I'm a. It's a given. Jason Tatum. And uh. Jason Tatum. Bam. I do. I do see Bam uh, getting in as a reserve. But Julius and Sabonis, man, they both having great years. Uh, I'll go Sabonis, though. Sabonis probably have a little better year than Julius. Um, and then my reserves would probably be Trey Young. I don't like Ben Simmons. I, I don't I don't like him. Um, uh, I could have told you that. Did I already say Jalen Brown? You didn't. Yeah, Jalen Brown. I got you. Uh, you ready? You got your West list ready? Yeah, let's get it. All right, do it, John. Let's go. All right, man. Uh, my West starts. Uh, obviously, give me Dame. Clearly, it's Dame time. Derek didn't know what time it was last night when he uh gamed him. Uh, so it's all good. He, he hit a buzzer. He had a buzzer beat on us and the Bulls in a few weeks ago. Um, it's gonna sound crazy, but give me Chris Paul. Like CP3, he he didn't turn this Phoenix Suns organization around. I think that's all credit to one player, and that's one player only. That's Chris Paul. And I, I, I to not give him an All Star nod this year after Devin Booker went down after they didn't have COVID and missed a few games, I think is kind of unfair. So I definitely have CP3 getting what 12th, 13th All Star appearance. It's been an incredible run for him. So keep it going, Chris Paul. Um, the front court is gonna get tricky because ugh, ugh. The front court, but let's be respectful. Um, let's be respectful. Uh, give me Paul George. Obviously, if he's able to play, I think he should go. Um, give me, give me Anthony Davis. He's a superstar, and I still think he's having a pretty good year. And and, and people gonna say, bro, he's gonna have an All Star year. This was one of the players that last played in last season, and then started this year like with everybody else. So for him to still come back and help his team be top two in the Western Conference, I think is all-star worthy. So, Paul George and AD for sure. Uh, I'm going to get Zion Williamson a nod over whoever else because I think Zion is is amazing. For the wild cards, I guess give me Rudy, bro. G- give me Donovan, my fault. Give me Donovan for sure. Um, and then my last person, I don't even want Rudy. Um I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take De'Aaron, bro. What? Man, I sleep. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna take De'Aaron and I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Donovan in my wild card. Now I don't think Donovan nor De'Aaron are gonna make it. Personally, I think mm-hmm. they're gonna put it. I think they're gonna give it to Rudy Gobert. I and I think, I think they're gonna give it to somehow Mike Conley. <laughs> and I think they're gonna uh give it to Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley's having a good year. Donovan gonna find a way. He gonna make it. Uh, take it away, Demond. Okay, so for my guard spots, I have Dame and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, to me, they were 
I mean, of course, Dame is a near starter, but Donovan has to – he has to be a reserve. Um, for my forward spots, and you'll notice a theme, I have a lot of two team uh, – two guys from the same team going. B.I. and Zion. I mean, you want to talk about B.I. I know the Pelicans are not good, but B.I. is averaging more points at 23 points a game than A.D., DeRozan, Jamal Murray, Chris Paul – uh, B.I. is having a very good year, and he just keeps taking a step forward. So I like B.I. and Zion. Of course, Zion setting records, being mentioned in categories of Michael Jordan with shooting percentages and stuff like that. That's ridiculous. Rudy Gobert is going to take my big man spot, leading, uh, leading the West in blocks, continues to do what he does, always in the conversation for defense player of the year. Um, my wild card spots, and this is because PG and AD, I don't have them playing, so they won't make my list. But uh, Devin Booker and CP3, CP3, as John stated, has turned this Phoenix uh, franchise into someone who is relevant. And Devin Booker has taken that step with CP3 by his side. I just uh, said this in the chat a couple weeks ago. I just can't wait to to see this team play uh, playoff basketball and to see Devin Booker in that environment with Chris Paul. I just see him telling him, like, this is where you find out guys are different. This is like where you find out and you separate yourself. So I think Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they going to be uh, – they could be, you know, potential tampering. Hey, come play with us. So keep that keep that in mind. I got you. I'll go next. Um, whew, my guard spots in the Western Conference are Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard. My forward spots are Paul George, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Um, my reserves, I mean, my uh, my wild cards, uh, quite a little controversy amongst the ranks. I know that's I understand, I get it. Chris Paul and Damar DeRozan, I feel like he can make it. I know, oh my gosh, he's not averaging 20 points per game. Yes, I know. However, he's having a career high in assists with 6.9, he's having his career long turnovers since his rookie season, and he has the Spurs as the sixth seed in the Western Conference 16 11. Nobody had the Spurs. When we did our preseason predictions going into the postseason, I think she rewarded for that. However, if Anthony Davis and Paul George do not play, I do think Devin Booker and Zion Williamson will get in in lieu of those injuries. But Demar, man, coming in the West Baller, man, and got the Spurs in the playoffs. What can you say? Nothing. Mm. Cut Carter. My turn. <clears throat> All right. Um, I got Dame, obviously. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I have Zion, I have PG, I have AD, but I don't think he's going to play. So I got in quotations replaced by BI. I think BI is not going to be a starter. They're just going to name him as the replacement like later. Um, I got Devin Booker. And then I, for the set, for the last spot, I got Chris Paul or, or Ja Morant. I don't know who they're going to go. They both had a lot of votes. I think Ja get a lot of respect now that he's back. And he started off kind of being passive, but then they kind of hit a switch and now he's getting buckets again. Like he, he picking up where he left off. And before he got hurt, he had dropped like 40. So and he dropped 30 the other day. So I think you're getting back in the groove. And then, um, you know, I feel like they always respect the veterans. So Chris Paul still got a chance to get in there. However, I think John Morant, the former rookie of the year, he not playing, he actually playing better this year than he was last year. So it's hard to like, you know, not mention his name or not give him a vote at least. So I think one of them two will get in their last spot. And if and if and if the if AD could be replaced by somebody that's not a four, I don't know how it works. I don't know if they gotta be a four. If they gotta be a four, then I think BI. But if it could be anybody, I think that might be where a guard, another guard might slip in. 
Jace. You muted. All right. So for my uh, backcourt, I'm going to go Damien and uh, Donovan. Both of them having great, great, great seasons. Um, I feel like Donovan going to turn it on after the uh, All-Star game as well. Um, after what Shaq has said to him, he's already turning on after that. But I feel like after that All Star game, he's gonna turn it on some more. Um, front court, I'm gonna go AD, um, Paul George, and Zion. Um, I don't think AD is gonna play either, so I'll go um Brandon Ingram and lure him, and then my reserves. I'm going to go Chris Paul. What? Bruh, stop talking, bro. I'm going to go Chris Paul. And I get DeMar DeRozan, bro. I hey! Get- I thought you were going to say Devin Booker, but. Once you start, once you make an all-star game, it's hard for you to miss it if you like are, if you're a good player. Who a good player? Devin Booker. So Chris Paul not making it? Nah, I'm talking about DeRozan not making it. Politics. It is, but I'm just telling you how it works. Eh, it is what it is. And uh, the NBA All-Star Reserves will be announced on February 23rd. Excuse me, I said the 22nd. It will be announced on the 23rd. Is there any more NBA All-Star news before we talk about the NBA real quick? Can we, can we do our um, MVP predictions for the All-Star game, or shall we wait? Let's wait. Let's wait to everything official. Everything official. Till LeBron pick a better team. I mean, Let's, if I was him, I'd go Kyrie first pick, but that's just me. That's Tampa. Can y'all hear me? LeBron thought design would be disgusting. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> yes. All right. We will start with the Boston Celtics. They are currently 14 to 14. Um, on the quite a the fall from grace. They are the fifth seed and are at 500. What's wrong with the Boston Celtics? I hear Kimba's the problem. I hear Danny Ainge come out yesterday or today saying that it's his fault that the roster is this bad. I'm hearing um Andrea Marcus Smart is the reason. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. What is wrong with this team that John? I'm gonna start with you because you said this team will have the coach of the year in Brad Stevens. What is going wrong? I did say this. Uh, I think it's just injuries. You know, like, Marcus Smart, you you don't miss a good thing until it's gone, and that's defense. It's someone who plays it. And Marcus Smart being the veteran, really, of the starting lineup, you know, he's, he keeps – you would think it's Kimba, but it's not. It's Marcus Smart. And him not being there, he sets the tone, energy, momentum. He's kind of like a Draymond spirit. And when he's not there, it's just so much harder to win games. And that's what the Celtics are seeing, that – when you don't have emotional support from, you know, like emotional leadership, it's hard to win games and get involved in it and get yourself tuned up. Uh, so that's that's pretty much what's going on here. I, there's no doubt in my mind that if they had Marcus Smart, they'd be like four or five games over 500. I, it's just the reality. Um, that's I, – I'd like to say that's the number one problem. I'd also like to think that they didn't do the best job of building depth, you know, and a lot of their bench players are extremely young and small. Carson Edwards – uh, Peyton Prashard, Simi Ojale, and you have Tristan Thompson starting games. Like, I just don't think their roster is 
like the best when it comes to competing. So they have great players. It just shows you how good Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is. Because with Kim was struggling and the roster not being, I believe, one of the best benches in the NBA, it's like you have to have your all-star players do all-star things on a nightly basis. So with the exception of that four-point game Jason Tatum had a couple of days ago or six points, what I mean was, I think they've done a great job being at least 14 and 14 without their main defensive player. And it's a weak Easter conference. So I have no doubt that they'll pick it back up and start winning games sooner than later, especially after the all-star break. Uh, Derek, what is – yeah, you take it away. They've lost three straight, the first one being against the Pistons. Um, uh, Pistons are five. They took the Lakers. Tatum had 33 and, and Jalen Brown had 27. But in that game, nobody else scored over 11 other than Thice. And Kimba didn't play. So that was a big, you know, that played a big part in that L. And then in their next L, they lost to the, um, it was a team, who was it? The Wizards. They lost to the, yeah. Actually, they're not on a three-game losing streak. They won one in, they beat the Nuggets. So they, they wasn't, the losing streak wasn't that bad. They had ended it. But they also lost to the Wizards and then they lost to the Hawks. When they lost to the Hawks, Jalen Brown had 22, Tatum had 35. And, Oh, Kimba didn't play again. So that's really a big thing. It is the injury bug, looking at that. However, when Kimba does play, it can't be a limit on, oh, Kimba's back, so we're going to play down. They need to all drop 20. If them three drop 20, they shouldn't lose. They, they should be able to win that game. And I, I know defense is low-key important, but they just don't have defensive players other than Jalen Brown and Tatum. And um and Grant Williams, he played good D. Um, but for the most part, there's not a with, – with Marcus Smart gone – you, your team not going to be defensive as defensive oriented or able to do switches like y'all used to. So now you go out there and you just rely on your offense, which isn't bad because you have two of the best, you got a, two of the best wing players in the league. And then you got a uh, Kimball who's a top 10 point guard in the, uh, in the East. So, um, yeah, I wasn't saying the league. Don't play with me, but <laughs> Take you, you take that and you you can capitalize on that. Um, I think they do need more, and I heard they are in the rumor mill a lot, and they want another wing player. They want potentially Harrison Barnes or somebody like that, and they definitely should give it a try because this roster ain't no championship roster, and I had them going to the finals. So I don't know what they they need to just go back to the drawing board. Right now, the way this roster built, they'll be um. They'll be a, they'll they'll be lucky to be a second round exit the way they but the roster they have now they could be a first round exit depending on who they play. So I'm hearing health and Danny Ainge, Demond. What do you think is the cause for this? Uh, no sir, no sir. They did not <laughs> get away too easy. Last year I heard Kimba is Kimba is just he's Kyrie, bro. Uh, Kyrie was holding this team back. I mean, that's what it is, bro. Kimba is. Mm-hmm. Uh. A career low sixteen points per game, a career low three point mere three point seven assists per game. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a mere career low four assists per game with the best two players he's ever played with. But I heard, oh, Kimba never had help, right? And so when Kimba shoots poor percentages and he's shooting a career low thirty six percent from the field, but we not giving Kimba no blame. But when he was an All Star starter last year. It was, oh, he's top five, but now he's maybe top 10 point guard in the East? Nah, man. 
We're not giving no Kimba cosigns. We're not giving them no passes. Kimba needs to be better for the Boston Celtics to be better. Plain and simple. Mm, Jace. That's that's good to say, but he hasn't been playing. So how can you say he needs to be better when they're losing games? He's not playing. No comment. Cool. Okay. Jace. <laughs> He's not playing. How are you going? Expect him to be better. He's played 13 games. And Ja played 16, but you was putting all this praise on Ja name too. Hey man, availability. Ja's the best player on Even with Kemba on the floor. Ja's the best player on, Ja's the best player on his team. Kemba is not. That is the difference. You get paid like the top player, though. Jace. All right, man. Um, in all honesty, I feel like they're still they still don't know what they're what they're trying to do without Marcus Smart. Uh, that Marcus Smart piece is huge for the Celtics team. Um, especially with Kimba not playing up to par. Kimba is definitely um playing very underwhelming. Um, I feel like it is the injuries. Like, the injuries are messing them up, too. But at the same – well, I mean, he, he only played 13 games. Like I could say, he only played 13 games. So, that is also a problem. So, I mean, of course, they're in the East. They're in the East. So, they're they're, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. But we have to see towards the end, like, after All-Star game, see how they – you know, see how they work it out. If Kimba's still playing the way he's playing, they will be, they will be like a first round, second round exit. Um, but hey, uh, I don't know. They, I feel like it's injuries though. I do feel like I feel like they don't know what they're trying to do yet, especially on the defensive side with Marcus Smart out. They don't know what they want to do on the defensive side with Marcus Smart out. So yeah. Before we move off this topic, uh. There, we all seen reports that when Kawhi was originally with the Spurs and AD was with the Pelicans, that Celtics should have went out and got these players and traded Brown or Tatum for Kawhi and AD. Do you think that the Celtics championship window has closed? I believe Danny Ainge closed the Celtics championship window when he got rid of Isaiah Thomas in the way that he did it. There was no coming back from that. Anthony Davis' dad told us so, and that's why no stars have looked to go to Boston. No stars have wanted to go to Boston, and ultimately why no stars are going to want to go to Boston to help Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum get over the hump. Kakari. I agreed with that somewhat. That kind of made his reputation look bad. Um, I don't think their window is closed on being a contender. They just going to have to do it organically. <laughs> They're not going to be able to just get no big name like they thought they would be able to. Um, and they're still young. Your two best players are under 25. You're fine. You got a lot of time. You just won't be, like, again, it's going to have to be built, not bought. And they can't buy it because he ruined it when he traded Isaiah Thomas like that. John, you were shaking your head. Do you not agree? Personally, okay. The East have gotten so much better just this season. Like, Way better. This is the best competition the Celtics has ever seen in the Eastern Conference properly in the, in, the, in the recent years, other than LeBron James being there. But when LeBron was there, you knew it was just – it was LeBron's conference. You know, it wasn't really too many other threats. But, like, now it's, it's a lot more competitive, and teams can beat the Celtics. Like, they're not this invincible team. Like, they're not that good for real. I think the way that the Eastern Conference scores points um, this year, they, they can lose games. So, personally, I think their championship window has closed. I, I just don't see them getting – like, I don't see them going to the finals this year. 
I don't see them going next year. And unless they get a third superstar, it's not going to happen. You need as oh, we yeah, see I, mean, I, I was on. I was, I'm sorry, John. I was on mute. I just wanted to let you know that I was supporting your point. You said they need a third superstar. I said, hmm, please continue. <laughs> yeah, unless they get a third superstar, like as we've seen in the league, you need three superstars to win a ring. So is they don't have that. And until they get it, and, and like DeMond said and Derek Green, like Danny Ainge has kind of messed up the reputation of the Celtics. The players don't feel safe there. Like, I can get traded after you call me your franchise player. So – you got to build the reputation back. You got to build trust back for the NBA players to go there. And they need a third superstar if they want to win. And personally, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And last but not least, Jace, how you feeling, man? Um, I feel like this does not look too good for the Celtics right now. Um, both signed, uh, I think Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown signed four plus years extensions and deals. So, um, both not even in their primes yet. That's what I, I'm saying. I feel. I mean, I feel like if I feel like both of these guys, if they, if they get their game together, get back, get like get into that prime mode. I don't think anybody in the east, east, eastern wise, except probably the Nets, can relax. Demond, relax, brother, relax. Except the Nets can beat them. Now, if these guys get to their prime. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. Of course it's not going to happen this year. But say like the end of their contract extensions, they can they can they can definitely make some make a run for the Eastern Conference Finals and all that. But right now uh nah man. I, I feel like they're in a bad position. Uh we got to see when Marcus Smart comes back, see how see how they bounce back or whatever, but I don't only, only without thing without Marcus Smart right now, I'm off. I was just like, I can see the Hornets beating the Celtics right now. Like yeah. the Hornets, I can see them beating the Celtics in a seven game series. It's because of the other pieces on the team. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are doing their thing. They get doing what they got to do. But other pieces like Kimba, like Kimba has to, he has to do what he has to do to for them to win games. He has to be cardiac Kimba. He has to, and he's just not. He's not. And like you said, you said they have to they they haven't hit their prime yet. But when they hit their prime, in the, just in the East specifically, they'll still have to see Giannis. They still have to see the Sixers if they keep Embiid and Simmons. The Hawks, mm-hmm. the Hawks young core will be developed by then. The Orlando Magic young core is still in development. The Hornets is like it's not yeah. guaranteed that they will make the championship in the five years when when, it, when their prime hits. I feel like right now. Looking at these two guys right now, they will be the one and two of the league at one point of the, at one point in time. Honestly, looking at them right now, <laughs> I disagree with that. I got you. What man. do you mean one and two? Like like one and two best players in the league? Yes, when yeah. Ron is out of the league, when KD's out. Yes, I see them being. Giannis one. is still going to be here. Luca is still going to be here. I am. Uh, these guys, Zion, don't, don't, Anthony don't, Davis, don't, don't y'all say Giannis? <laughs> They're gonna what? Be, Y'all don't see their ceiling right now? Like, you don't see their ceiling? What? Neither they're they're Jason Tatum and neither of them are going to be crazy that y'all knocked Ben Simmons for the same thing Giannis can't do. And that's crazy. Like, Giannis was – Giannis will take six threes in a game. Giannis is a two-time MVP. Giannis will shoot. He's going to make it. My fault. I think he's going to make it. 
Top five. Both of them in top five of, of the league. Both, both, I, both I, of I those players have a, a capability of being the best player. Both not they're not, like not the on the same team. team. Not they're on the same team. Not no, 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 no. Like, it's like an OKC thing type of thing. Okay, like, okay. okay. Not together. Okay. Nah, I can see that. Nah, Jace, you weren't, but we made sure that you weren't. Not together. Not together, but they do. They both yeah, do. I, 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 I was in my head thinking, like, okay, see, like, I'm okay, saying, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Not, I thought you said together, like, not score out. Two more basketball topics, you guys. Um, John Collins is on the block. Uh, Cut Carter, our Atlanta Hawks aficionado. What's going on in Atlanta? Do-do-do-do. He just tied, bro. The Hawks, I, the Hawks wanted to give him an extension in the offseason. He turned it down because he wanted max, which I understand. And before Trey Young got hit there, he was the best player on the team. You you said John Collins would be an all-star last season. What happened? He got suspended for 25 games. That derailed his career to the point that he needs he's leaving Atlanta, though? They offered him an extension even after he got suspended. He wants big money, which he low-key deserved because before Trey Young got there, he was the best player. He wasn't as high of a pick as Trey Young. And he played, you know, he was a he was a surprise. He was better than I thought he was gonna be. Um, he's better than I thought he was gonna be. And now the Hawks just don't make sense when they draft the forward. You drafted a forward on Yeke Ngangagu. I can't, I can't say it right. I'm sorry. I'm sure I'm messing it up, so I apologize. But when they draft, why would you draft the forward when you have a forward? Why would you trade for Clint Capella when you got to play, you throw lobs to all game? Granted, Clint Capella looks good in Atlanta with Trey, but now on the, the backcourt front, what is it, front court? Front. Front court is getting locked. Uh, it's like a log jam. It's too many people. Too many people around. And honestly, John Collins is playing better this season than he played last season. His numbers are up. His three-point percentage is up. He's showing that he could be a better threat from uh, the perimeter. So, in all honesty, he deserves the max. And I think the Hawks know that, and they don't want to give it to him. So now, it's you on the block. And people try to say they think him and Trey got beef going on. And I don't think it's necessarily beef. They're both Adidas athletes, and they both, you know, they're close. They've been there for three years now, together for three years now. But... It's Trey's team, and ultimately, he's going to be the one that lasts. So, they're trying to flip him for an early first-round pick, which I don't think they'll get. Um, but I do want to see him thrive. I, I hope he can stay here, but if they're not going to pay him, he's he's really good enough to go wherever. And I think he can have immediate impact with anybody. And if he goes to a team like that Boston Celtics team we talking about, or a team like that, I think he can – he's going to play. He's going to show himself. He's, his value is at all time high in his career, Danny so I'm all for, I'm, I'm proud of him for betting on himself. Actually, Danny Ainge ain't giving up a first round pick. <laughs> you know he keep those. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, anybody agree, disagree, or we can move on. John Collins on the block. Thoughts? I mean, I feel like with the John, I hate the mind, bro. He pissed me off, man. But what's it called? I feel like John Collins is. I feel like just. The Hawks, the Hawks is the only team that would give him a max. So, don't want to. In, exactly, they don't want to. So I feel like he's. I don't. I don't even think he deserves a max. I don't. I don't think we should be handing out maxes like this. Like they it do. started, huh? They do though. Tyler Johnson got a max, man. Sad, he right? Harrison Barnes got a max. Sad, man. right? Huh? Sad, right? Like these guys, I don't, I don't think these guys deserve maxes. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think they deserve maxes. I just you don't. got limited money, boy. Give out maxes. That, that is the reason why. 
That's the reason because NBA got unlimited money. That's the reason why. But I just don't feel like they deserve max. Like Rudy Gobert, he doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve a max. Two-time DPY, be respectful. Like I said, he doesn't deserve a max. The dude can't memorize a drop step or a spin. He, he can't memorize it. John Collins, what? please. Please, John Collins. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, okay. <laughs> I just don't think he deserves a max, bro. I don't think he deserves a max. And I, th- I feel like him saying he deserves a max is going to mess up his career some type of way. He's going to go to a team. There, I don't think he's going to perform the same way he performs with the Hawks. And, hey, it's going to be – other, I don't can't compare him to nobody. Basically, I don't think it's gonna. Be that. I think I think his career will flourish if he leaves the Hawks. Honestly, like if he go anywhere else, I think he goes to the Hornets. He'll be fine. They'll they'll love him, man. I think that's the perfect team for him. But that's in the actually, league. the Hornets will actually that'd be a good fit. They, they, him, right. and, him with Lamelo and my Miles Bridges, and you know, but I think anywhere that's else him. would be good. I for think him. The, the Wizards could use him. I think I think a lot of teams could use him. I think he's very a very attractive piece to have on the as a power forward. And he's young. He's still, I think, John Collins might be 24, 25, if that. So. I don't think he deserves a max right now, though. I don't. It's it's a bunch of people that don't deserve him that got him. He's 23. He made 24 in September. Go ahead. Get, get it. Let him get the max. He has so. been steadily improving his three-point shot. I just thought when they brought in Clint, him and John Collins' games at the time were very similar. Similar because of the way they catch lobs. And yeah. Still and, they, and the way they play. And I know uh, Clint's a better defender, and Collins' strength is a better three-point shooter. So, I don't know. I think, you know, Clint Capella is a really great offensive rebounder, and that's what you need, especially when Collins is taking jump shots. You don't have nobody to get the right. rebound. So. He's a center, so it's like it should be able to work. So, should be able to. I think the GM might need to look at the coach. You say I don't want blame Lloyd Pierce for everything. I, but- no, I, I, I definitely think Lloyd Pierce should be fired, bro. And, and, and it's crazy because I, I rock with Lloyd. I got a chance to meet him. I asked him a question one time at a coach's clinic. Really good person. Cares about the community, organized, you know, the state farm election thing and, and getting those people. Like, he does a lot for the community. But his team is way better than their record, bro. And this is, like, the third season, and it's not like they're getting better. And, honestly, I, you look at it this year, it probably won't make the playoffs. They probably I think, won't, bro. I think so. them losing Hunter really hurt them. He was their best. Yeah, they, no, and, and, and that's what I meant to mention. They like playing him at the fourth. It's too many people like because Hunter can play the four and guard a four and a three. Yeah, Hunter can really guard one through four. He's, he's really their best defender. He so, was a, he was the better. Cam Reddish can guard one through three. So they all these new drafts, the last year's draft and the past draft, the, the, you know the past one or whatever, that kind of I think that left a bad taste in Kyle's mouth because the people they were picking is like, oh, I'm supposed to give up minutes for him. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like they're messing with his time on the on the court. However, I like the idea of Trey Young, Cam Reddish, and her Hunter and Collins and Capella. I don't think they ever got a chance to give it a, a, a good run, but it's, yeah. I don't know. Hunter's meniscus injury really, because he was balling when he was playing. I almost traded for him in fantasy basketball the way he was playing. So, he yeah, was, I think that, that is a setback, but I think they know that he's Hunter's like that now. So yeah. it's like, oh, we got Hunter going up paying him. We got Reddish. I want to keep Reddish. He's a. Reddish is the low key the best perimeter defender now. Um, he's when when Reddish unlocks that offensive potential, bro. They're gonna be they're gonna be so nice. But I think Lloyd Pierce will be fired if they don't make the playoffs. I, think. I don't know who they're gonna go get. Jason Kidd out there. I like to see Jason Kidd in Atlanta. That'd be cool. I won't. <laughs> or they're just gonna promote Nate McMillan the head coach because oh yeah they do that. 
That's what I've been hearing anyway. A lot of tw- the Hawks Twitter love talking about Nate McMillan. So Nate McMillan's on their staff. Yeah, he's the assistant coach, literally. Oh, yeah, they, they might, they might, they might, that might be what they do. They might be the move that work. And Nate know how to make the offs. He he not make offs. Can't win a series, but he'll make offs. He'll make offs. Who did I name against? Last game he played with Celtics. Played, um, Celtics. He coached that game. Like that's Lloyd, why he was trending. Yeah, Lloyd Pierce had a baby, like in Atlanta, so he came home. Oh, like, I need to coach the team. Boys still having Cowboys, Lloyd. the next two games. For oh. offs. Hey, they win both of them games, boy. They win, boy. I'm telling they you. They play the Celtics tomorrow. They play the Celtics tomorrow. Uh-oh. How many games did they won their last game? The Hawks won their last game or they lost? I believe they won their last game. What you said, Jay? How many games did uh, DeAndre play? Oh, I got you. Uh, boy, they're not old to be having kids. They played the Celtics. They played. A, they won their last game was against the Celtics, and they played the Celtics again tomorrow, John. 43. And they uh, both games uh, in Boston. They still in Boston. They stayed out there. Um, Lord, 43. My kids. I, I wanted to bring a topic to you. Oh, he's 44, actually. I want to bring a topic to you, boo. Um, uh, Hunter played uh, 18 games j- this season, Jace. I want to bring something to your attention, boo. Uh, what you got on me? The Bucks have lost three or four straight, and they're currently getting are getting beat by Dub. To, to the uh, I'm hearing that Drew Holiday's injury is the reason why they're there. So I like to talk about that trade, that value that he brought. He brought it because without him, they look terrible. I don't even think that's you shouldn't even be losing back to back to the Raptors, bro. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know the um the, the south, the south. We in Tampa now. The oh, south. No, you know, they don't even. They don't have cow, bro. Like they don't like that's not that's not acceptable. Bro. I was gonna bring that in, but too many topics. It's not cow team. It's not cow Yeah, they, they're trying to move off a of cow and it's that's not cow team anymore. Let me I know that play. that's why they're trying to trade them. It really is really good. And we really got seventeen and seven. See, I can got 25, 5 and 5. No, it, it, no it's Kyle's team, but and, not Kyle's uh, team, if that makes sense. And Anobi's back clamping stuff. And the person nobody talks about. Chris, I had a fantasy. I have him in one of my leagues too. Norman Powell. Yes. That boy is a bucket. Yes. He's a bucket. He entered the starting lineup 10 games ago and he's averaging 21 points. He liked that. That's crazy, bro. He dropped a 30 ball one game. He's like, Norman Powell. He started starting the season. Yeah, yeah he's you know, like, he wasn't having a good year. He was starting, starting. Moby got hurt, and then they was like, "Yeah, oh, you're actually like, good." Oh. Yeah, like oh, like you are. And I when he, bro, last time he came to Atlanta, when I think it was last season or the season before that, and he killed the Hawks. Like he had like eight threes or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a yeah I think I think because it's Kyle Lowry's team. Cause it's just not his. It's not his team, if that makes sense. Because I think this. The organization is trying to move off of him, but at the same time, I believe nobody's gonna trade for him at this point. The city of Toronto, plus what he did for the city, because I believe he's the uh, best raptor ever in their franchise history. Yeah. So I, I think, think I think they're trying to move off him, but like tr- not trying. They're trying to, but it's gonna be hard for them to do. I think Kalar could bring you value wherever he goes, though. We've seen it with Chris Paul. If you, yeah, I think, you, can, yeah, I think he'll, he'll he's gonna have to. He's not gonna be like Chris Paul. Chris Paul makes forty million dollars a year. Nobody's giving that to Larry at this, yeah. at, this at his age, yeah. yeah. But uh, the key with the Bucks, though, I think people need to talk about. They gave up so much, and they thought they was getting Bogdanovich, which they needed, but Bogdanovich ended up getting hurt anyway. But DiVincenzo has not been delivering, and he starts. Mm. He was their first-round pick two years ago. After so, the Blue Nova run? He was actually never a starter in college. Yeah. Right, he, he was a six-man. He was after Those two, like, championship, the final four games got him, like, drafted. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think he. They need they need something else. Like they they need another guard. They missed and, out on. They really and, wanted Bogdanovich. And Brent, Brian Forbes is good, but I don't think Brian Forbes and Drew. Well, I start Brian Forbes and Drew, but then your bench don't have a point guard for real. Oh, DJ Augustine. Yeah, it's a, they got to get Demetrius out of the starting lineup. Immediately. Uh, gotcha. Brian Forbes. They played him. I think. I want to say they gave Brian Forbes a max. Jace. Told they give him out. You you can get one. So uh, Brian Forbes and Drew Holiday need to start as soon as Drew get back. And I think Devin Shizzle need to come off the bench where he belongs. Okay. Is there any more basketball news? We talked about other topics. So Free Drummond and Blake. Yeah, that was on air. And I was going to talk about Draymond too, but you know. It's cool. I know we pressed. We're well, not pressed, but we, we sat on Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, but we shift gears to football with breaking news. And football, uh, Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles, not an eagle no more. It's traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick and a conditional second-round pick. The conditional second-round pick is if Carson Wentz plays 75% snaps, at least 75% of snaps, that second-round pick turns to a first-round pick. Or if he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, that that pick turns to a first-round pick. That's something I was trying to do with Derek and uh, with our Madden League conditional pick. Demond, I'll start with you, though, because your man, is he back? Is it Carson back? Is he back? Let's know. Head coach Frank Wright, you know, offensive coordinator at the time my boy was having his MVP season before his devastating injury. I mean, the supporting cast is as good as it's gotten since Carson's MVP run. Defense is elite. Getting gonna gonna get Marlon back, Marlon Mack back. You're going to get uh, Jonathan Taylor in year two after having a thousand yard season and uh, double digit touchdowns. Ty Hilton is now going to have his best quarterback since the days of Andrew Luck. Uh, Trey Burton, who, um, of course, Wentz has experience playing with in Philly. I just love the situation. I love the fit. I think Frank Wright can definitely fix Carson Wentz. And I think that the Colts will definitely win the division next year. I like them to have at least 11 wins, I think, with that defense and Carson Wentz taking that next step out to prove people wrong. Plus, Jonathan Taylor hanging, anchoring down with arguably the best offensive line in the league. We've seen what Carson can do with a great offensive line. Some very good things are about to happen in Indianapolis, and I like them to win the AFC South and make some noise. And I think they're a team that can compete with the Chiefs because already me and Bruiser had said that we felt that their run game had allowed them to do so. So now uh, you allow Carson to come in, his breakdown playability, ability to make plays down the stretch of games, Ability to push the ball deep. I'd like to see Indy go get a deep ball threat. In addition, maybe we'll see the emergence of Paris Campbell finally or some other guys that they've been waiting on to pop through. So we'll see, but I'm definitely excited to see Carson and Philly, uh, Indy. John Jalen Hurts, though, man. He's going to – Jalen Hurts, man. Black I, I, quarterback, man. We, we, hey. We, we <laughs> ball out, man. So I think – because uh, the Eagles was trending earlier this uh, this uh, afternoon because they have they're facing the largest dead cap hit in NFL history, a thirty three point eight million dollar uh, cap cap hit is due to the Carson Wentz trade, and only getting a third and a conditional second round pick. It's not peak value they wanted the first, but they had to end up settling for what the Colts wanted, and I and the Colts are betting on them. I think the um la, la, la. the Colts are betting on themselves. They think they. They think Wentz is worth the first with the conditional pick because I do think they'll make the playoffs. And if, if Wentz plays more than 70% of the snaps, that, that would be a first-round pick for the Eagles. So it'll be interesting to see. 
Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Jay, John, how you feeling, man? Jalen Hurts, is he QB1 or would an Eagle draft the quarterback? What do you think? Uh, you got seven rounds, so drafting a quarterback is insurance. <laughs> like, Jalen Hurts gets hurt, you got insurance. You definitely need that. Uh, I don't think it's disrespect, um, but even if they do go get a quarterback in a draft for Hurts, that just means you got to play harder. Now you got a little competition. Obviously, you named QB1, but if, if they draft the QB and he starts showing out in training camp, that puts pressure on you. So I, I'm always down for friendly competition. I think, you know, that's that's not an issue. Uh, so shout out to Jalen Hurts. I do think he'll play well, but I don't think I'll make the playoffs. Personally, I think the NFC is just too tough, and I think their division is getting tougher. We'll see what Dallas do at the quarterback position next year. But with Washington, you know, they, they look good. And with Heineke, he might be coming back to play the quarterback position. So, and the defense is good. So, Jalen Hurts has got a tough challenge ahead. As for Carson Wentz, though, I think he's in a prime position. I mean, they're going to the playoffs this year, without a doubt, personally. I believe, the, the, you know, Colts are that good. Then they have a great offensive line. They have a great run game. They have receivers that can catch. They have good coaching. All around, he's li literally upgraded where he came from and where he's been. So, I like the trade. I don't think the Colts gave up too much. Um, it's respect. And, you know, hopefully hopefully both of the quarterbacks at the end of the day have a great season and, you know, make both their teams look good, especially Jalen Hurts. Jace, what you thinking, man? Uh, you got the Eagles in our Madden franchise league. How you feeling, man? Would you have done this trade? Um, would I have done this trade? I would have done this trade knowing that I'm going to – going going in a rebuild mode because that cap hit is just insane. Trust me, I felt it in this Madden League. It's the worst. But the Colts, I feel like this trade will – the winners, the winner and the loser will be determined next season in the middle of the season or whenever, you know, we, we determine it. But I feel like it will be determined next season because, yes, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I will give him that. He's a good quarterback. But he's had four injuries in the last four seasons. So that 70, 75% if he plays, that's not given. So if he doesn't play 70, 75%, I feel like the Colts are a loser. I feel like the Colts lose that, that deal. But if he does, they make the playoffs. Everything goes expected because – Carson is definitely upgrading teams. They have a better defense, they have a better offensive line, all that. So him going to the Colts is a great move for his um his career. So I feel like this 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 trade would just be determined, like the winner and loser would be determined next season. I think the only way the Colts loses this trade is if Carson Wentz plays some, more than 75% of the snaps and they do not make the playoffs. Because you giving up a first, plus you regress from last season, which you had with Phillip Rivers. That's just a uh, just a huge blow of confidence for once you will lose the trade, and it just all around to be a failure of of all parts. Cut Carter, give up the first. They give up the first if they if he does play seventy five percent. Yes, or if he plays seventy percent and they make the playoffs. So really, if they don't play seventy percent. They don't give up the first. Correct. So, so based on like if they use them, they gotta give up something, give up more. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's a it's a second, but if they fulfill the condition, that it's going to turn into a first round pick. So if you play seventy five and they don't make the playoffs, you still get the first. Yeah, yeah, they got to get up the first and, and get okay. It makes sense. Um, it makes sense. Uh, I, I'm it's surprising that's what that's what he went for after all he did. But again, I don't. I personally don't think. I don't personally think that they're gonna win the division. Mm. I think they'll make offs. Who won a division? Tennessee. Yeah, I got Titans winning. I think Titans won the division. I think the NFC uh West AFC West sends two. I think the AFC North sends two. I think maybe three. And I think the AFC East sends uh sends uh sends just the Bills again. Oh no, Dolphins are gonna be right there too. Honestly, it wouldn't be. I think it's a strong chance they don't make the playoffs. I disagree with that. <laughs> but because uh, the the North's not sending three, that's why I disagree. Well, I, I think I think the Browns will be back. I think I, I, know I the agree. Going. I agree. I don't think Pittsburgh's coming back. Fair. If, if they fall out, they fall out, <laughs> and then that ain't the only team in the AFC North. But, all right, uh, what's next on the docket? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we go, go, Burrow. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. <laughs> um, just a little quick NFL uh, news. Jimmy G will stay. He is reportedly to stay with the San Francisco 49ers. And DeMond is applauding. Um, <laughs> John is making a face. L or W. You got to start that segment. L or W. When we do our quick topics. Oh, okay. All right, LW, Jimmy G's is staying in San Fran. L-W. <laughs> w for the Seahawks. W for the Seahawks, yeah. <laughs> um, Big Ben, he wants to come back with to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it seems like management and ownership are reluctant. Uh, so they're trying to figure out because his cap penalty, if they were to cut him, is very similar to Carson Wentz. And we all know Big Ben struggled in the postseason later in December. Uh, so how we feeling? Uh, sh- sh- the question is, Big Ben, should he stay with the uh, Steelers or not? Well, should the Steelers keep Big Ben? Time to cut ties, man. But <laughs> damn, if Tom Brady can leave, Russ Wilson wants to leave. Ben, I don't want to see you nowhere else, man. <laughs> I'm serious. The Saints can be like, we're gonna try Big Ben. I will literally not watch it, man. That that. That's coming down if that happens. Yeah, right. uh, big business in a dome, bro. You can feel relaxed. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh. Bro, <laughs> really come to Chicago and get the job done, bro. No cap. Hey, John, know. talk to us real quick. What y'all doing? I heard y'all was in a Wentz race, but you didn't give it up. Give up enough. Yeah, I, I don't want to take an aside on your show to talk about Chicago. You know, I've done that too many times before. <laughs> but, uh, I, I am, I am still in complete. <laughs> mystery on what the Bears are doing at the quarterback position. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I, I think they have moved on from Trubisky. I, like, I don't think he's coming back next year. That sucks for me. I Because I, it's like, bro, you, you have to go get a quarterback that's better. And I saw some things that said three quarterbacks better than Trubisky. And it was like Jacoby Brissett <laughs> and Jameis Winston. And it said Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> are you serious, bro? None of them are better than Trubisky, bro. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, they say Mac Jones 
also is gonna, you know, if we can get him, but I don't know, man. It's, you said none of them are better than Trubisky. Oh, Jacoby's not better than True. <laughs> I mean, famous James. Ryan did have Miami all to a great start this year, and was yeah. it was wrongfully bitch. I will say that I was wrongfully bitch. So he's just getting older. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like he, to me, he's old every season. <laughs> like he, he's coming back and to play again for us. I mean, uh-huh. I think Jameis is better than Trubisky. I'm yeah. nervous with the picks, bro. Like I, I don't want those interceptions. I think that's <laughs> that picks can be. Lowered if you have good, I think, good coaching and better receiving. And I mean, he had Godwin, yeah, Bruce, Mike, Bruce. No, but Bruce loves going deep, bro. Lo- like, Bruce was like, All right, you know, dude, that that's why Brady and him got into it, bro. You Brady, Brady was throwing deep balls early in the season. Everybody was like, I told y'all Brady had a deep ball, and then he started throwing picks. And then Brady was like, No, I'm not doing it no more. I'm not throwing. Deep ball. Said, All right, Leonard, uh, curl, yeah, he don't like. He don't, <laughs> But it's, people try to make that seem like, oh, if you're not airing it out, you're not a good quarterback. And you're like, no, that don't make you a good quarterback. I mean, it shows that you can throw. Congrats, but that don't that don't equal winning. Smart and football. You, so you can Sean. Sean really don't even like going. Sean take four shots max a game. Bruce takes like if he if it was up to him, Bruce would throw go deep every play if he could. He's like going for the home no run. No risk, no biscuit. Yep, risky for the biscuit. It's <laughs> not funny, bro. Like he does throw deep. Like they're gonna throw deep on on their offensive. Oh, go look at the Bruce Arian Cardinals with Carson Palmer and go look at what they used to do. If it wasn't Larry Fitzgerald across the middle, it was going deep. Oh, go look at Big Ben's first year with Bruce or his first year with Andrew Luck. Jace, what you got for us? Question, man. Talk to us. So the Bears. The Bears. They um uh-huh. like John said, Kobe Brissett, Jameis. Uh, Fitzpatrick, right? Right, right. We just said 49ers still keeping Jimmy G. So where is D-Watt going, man? Honestly, I don't think he's leaving. The way they talking. I don't think they letting him leave, which I wouldn't either. Oh, he's leaving. I think Watson would be trading yeah, for the draft. If he leaves, the Jets got the most to give up for him. I think he is going to be drafted. I mean, traded before the NFL, but like a week before the NFL. A day I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. I, if I'm in Houston, I don't know, bro. I'm begging for. I'm holding on for good life. He's playing. Like he, he's not playing any more games. Every time they come out with a report that says Houston's not looking to trade him, it's another report that comes out about him saying I'm open to go anywhere. <laughs> it's like every time it's something that's against him getting traded. Be like, I never said that. I'm. He's like Watson says he's open to go anywhere. First of all. He only wants the Jets. The Texans say we have not, we're not fielding calls on him. Then it comes the next day. Oh, Watson said he go, he'll go anywhere as long as it's a good situation. And it said the, the recent one was he don't want to go to the Jets if that means if they mean if it means trading for him means not having pieces around him. He said if you got to give up everything for me and then have nothing around me, I don't want to do it. And bro, you know picking up steam that I don't like. I really don't like it at all. Like it's it's damn near Cam Newton ish. The Panthers. Bro, if you go to the Panthers, bro, I'm going to be sick. Why? I don't want to play them twice a year, but I heard I heard they wouldn't come off McCaffrey for that, boy. And I don't know. That's crazy. To me. They, quarterback more vibe and running back. And if that def- the defense still going to be sweet, even though it's still young and developed. They're going to come out the first, McCaffrey, and something else. Bro. Another first. Wait, has Dak, has Dak signed anything? Has he extended anything? Until the negotiator. 
I heard he ain't nothing. I heard that ain't close. I mean, now nah, if Dak, if Dak, if Dak literally doesn't, they don't franchise tag him or resign him, he'll literally be a hottest free agent. I think. Yeah, he will. I don't. Who hotter? Oh, JJ Watt. Nah, he not. What are you talking about, Von Miller? Or something? Hot to the players. I ain't see players bake that man every day to to, <laughs> to come to their team. They want that. They want that uh, State Farm deal you got. <laughs> Any more NFL news before we move on, guys? All right. Uh, Naomi Osaka versus Serena Williams happened last night. A battle of black excellence. Did you guys watch? I watched. I was watching basketball. All right, Jace, you can do one put you in the waiting room. The way, the Warriors game was lit. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Warriors game, bro. I, mean, I just seen that she lost. So. They went to OT. The Warriors, I watched both. Warriors game got lit after the match ended, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As soon as the Warriors I was still watching it, though. I was watching it. So Serena uh, was defeated by Naomi Osaka. Uh, Naomi started off struggling a little bit, but she locked in after I believe the first set. Am I correct, Cut Carter? All the way from the count. Uh, games. I think game set match. So I, okay, set. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how tennis scoring works. I was confused. Right. Watching. Naomi got lit after the first two games. Yeah, she, she locked in after that set. Like she won everything after that. Yeah. Uh, so. Shout out to Naomi. Shout out to Serena. Two legends in the making. Well, one's a legend. One's a legend in the making. Uh, that uh, for a football reference, I thought that's what Mahomes should have did to beat Brady. Like Naomi defeated Serena, but you know, Tom Brady. You know, well, no. Nah, but shout out to that was a fun match. I was I was in tune. I was tuned in. I, I could watch it if it's people I like, but I can't just watch random people play tennis. No, I definitely want to try it now, though. I'm interested. I want to see like. <laughs> Do I funny? How limber I can be. <laughs> what you, you think, John? You enjoy it? Queens can't motivate me to go play a support a sport. Come on, uh, come on, guys. Twenty twenty one. Be motivated. Black women are the future. They're everything. Uh-huh. John, you enjoyed it? Yeah, the matches are great. Like, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, I mean, Naomi. It was kind of like the crowd was with Serena. I felt like, but Naomi, it's that's far. Like she's so young, what 24, 20, like it's it's so far. Like highest paid woman athlete in history, I believe. Beating Serena, beating the GOAT, like on TV, and like getting in Serena head, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Shout out to Naomi, man. Like Corday up, ain't it? Corday up. Corday the house husband. Don't okay. care. I'll be the house husband too. <laughs> What? I saw how much money she got, but I see. Wait. Yeah, money for that. Uh, I mean, I I would I would get into tennis. You know, if well, more- I, 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 I want to play for fun. You know, I'm not gonna be professional. But, I can't know. watch tennis. I don't just I, the like the way the sport is. It's like got to be polite. Got to clap when you only allowed to clap. Yeah. You know how many neighborhoods got tennis courts around here, and we and nobody ever on. Ronald Bridges got a tennis court. You know what I'm saying, bro. Why not? Why? Why can't we? Why can't we? <laughs> Stupid. We can do it too, Bruh, What shows, movies have you guys been watching? I'll go first. Judas and the Black Messiah, great film. Charlotte oh, and Daniel. You gotta go LW, bro. Boy. You gotta go LW, bro. Keep it going. Oh no, nah, we got time for this. I don't hear your thoughts. I got time. You seen it, Jace? I ain't watching it. You ain't gonna watch it anyway. I know you seen it on. Seen what? Judas and the Black Messiah. 
No, I haven't seen it yet. All right. Oh, music? Are we done here? Thank Thank you. Bruiser. 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 I've not seen it. Y'all watch Snowfall? Yes. Snowfall. No, there yet. Don't interrupt it for Bruiser. He got to binge it this week. You need to go ahead and start. Today. I don't care, I don't care for spoilers. John, what you think? What you, I know you saw you it. watch it yet? I thought I put you on mute. <laughs> <laughs> John, what you thought about Judas and the Black Messiah, bro? Uh, man, this is a great movie. I definitely think whatever awards are out there for the taking, for them to get, they need to take them and get. For sure, for sure, revolutionary, inspiring, and motivating for people that I believe that look like me and people that might not look like me and we're still on our side. But Sound like a, you sound a lot like LeBron's but describing the Malcolm X book. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, what? He said you sound like LeBron when he was asking him to describe the book by Malcolm X. And he was like, it's a great book. Um, it's a great book. I ain't finished reading it yet, but it's a great book. That's not, I ain't say nothing like that shallow. Every, everything that he talked about, man. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> Yo, the people don't, don't take away the, the ignorance that they're saying, bro. Like, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> uh, but no, dead serious. Uh, my last point, the movie is pushing forth the message the Panthers could not push forth in the masses during the 60s because of the lack of resources, what the media portrayed about Black people heavily during that time. And I think now is revolutionary because, you know, you, you think like, oh, why hasn't no movie like this ever come out? Like, we haven't had any prime opportunity to be represented like this in the media until now, until the 20s that we live in. So I think this is a great time to be alive, especially as a black person. The movie will make you love being who you are if you're black personally. And I think it's a it's a feel good movie, a family movie, historical accuracy. Um, and it should hopefully inspire people to just do more research about the historical figures in the black community who they don't talk about and question why don't they talk about those people, you know? So great movie, I definitely recommend it, 10 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, better not rate it anything under 95, or I will be writing a personal letter of hate myself. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton. I mean, oh, sorry. But, John, you know they're going to do that. You know Rotten Tomatoes going. They're going to be like. I just thought it, the plot was a little bit rushed, you know. Like, uh, it's not a plot because it really happened. Um, for me, I, didn't, I never knew about the story, which is good for me to watch it. I watched it with my, my people. Um, I learned a lot, however, uh, you know, I knew about the Black Panthers. I just didn't know he was, you know, all about Fred Hampton. However, the part where they talked about, um, where they showed him bringing the different rival gangs and uh, groups together, like he brought the KKK and he brought the, um, I don't know if it's the KKK, but it's yeah, like a form of the KKK. He's like, like, like white, white, white. This is it's a white supremacist group, though. It's like yeah. not white, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a white supremacist supremacist group. But they were more like folks on the Confederate and like yeah. having that. He brought, he brought those. He brought them people together. He brought the Puerto Rican and or the Hispanic population together. He brought the he brought you know the Black Panthers together. He brought rival um, gangs in Chicago, black gangs together. So when I seen that part, I was like, wow, like he really was like interacting with all these groups. And but you know when they when they were telling us about Black Panthers, they made it seem like. Oh, it was against everybody. It was only Black Panthers for themselves. It was only Black Panthers doing this, and or they, or they only describe them as like causing riots or being militant and you know being aggressive. And basically, they try to compare the Black Lives Matter movement to the, to that, which is why I think them releasing the movie now was really good because it showed like they weren't as 
they they were more aggressive than Black Lives Matter, obviously, because it was the you know the time frame then. But they weren't nowhere like they weren't nowhere near as bad as what they painted them as, and especially in the '60s. So you could think about how racist and how segregated and you know all that things were in the '60s, and um you know just give you a good idea of how long it's been. Like my mom, I'm not gonna give her age, but my mom was born that year that they that he died. So um. That the year he died, my mom was born like 10 days before he died. So basically, like, you know what I'm saying? That's just the gives you a mindset, like how yeah, he's only 21. Huh? Right. And he's only 21. So in his birth, he was only 21, and he's younger than Mimo. So that just gives you a perspective of it like just, it speaks how, to like how he was young starting the movement, how the Black Lives Matter uh, young protest. And they painted him as like this big villain and the way and then like the worst part for me was just the ending. Cause I mean, it's not like it wasn't a known fact. I just didn't know it. that's how he died. So when I finally saw it, I'm like, my mom was like, oh, this is the part when they go. And I'm like, like, she was like, you know, this is real. I was like, yeah, I know it's real, but you know, I didn't know. And then I seen it and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, that's cold blooded. And I liked the fact that they shot out his son at the end. Cause his, his fiance, was, his girl was pregnant when he got, when he was actually uh, murdered. So. It was a good, insightful movie. I usually don't like movies about Black history, not because I don't want to learn about the history, but because I don't like seeing how my people were treated. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So I was actually glad I watched it. You know, another thing, you never learned it in school. Right. I didn't, I didn't learn it in school for real. It's just when they talk about Black Panthers, it'd be like, oh, they were just this group. Or they talk about Tupac mom. They don't really talk about, you know, what was really going on or what the movement was fighting for. Or they don't talk about how he was giving lunch, free lunches to kids in schools and stuff. They don't talk about that. I learned more from about black about the Black Panther. I said Black Panther. I'm more I'm more more about the Black Panther Party from Kendrick Lamar in school. Like that's 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 crazy. <laughs> so facts. I think I the problem. Oh, I don't mean to be the joking guy. Uh-huh. Have any of y'all seen the Supreme Dreams video? He's like. All right, so we'll get the black history. I did see uh, that. <laughs> Rosa Parks sat on the back of the bus and Abe Lincoln freed the slaves. All right. Like, 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 that's it? Oh, yeah. Uh, MLK had a dream. <laughs> uh, that's how it is. Ain't not lying. No, no, Cap. Nah, I'm glad I went to Cam. I'm glad I went to Cam. I want to shout out two more movies. I watched. Uh, I, watched I wasn't movie. done. Before we move on, I wasn't done. Oh. I want to shout out Campbell Elementary School for doing the Black History Museum. My boy Jason's a part of that. I was likes to hear it, so you know what I'm saying. Just shout yeah. out. I don't, I, I, I don't know you. You supposed to know that. Well, how you think about that, Kukar? What you got for us? Uh, I watched a movie called Cutthroat City on Netflix about New Orleans and about uh these how it was like during the time after Katrina, uh when people were living in the Lower Ninth Ward. It started uh it starred your boy that played Spider Man uh in Into the Spider Verse. What's his name? Green Goblin. Um, Tamik Moore, no. and it start um Miles Morales, the man that played Tupac in the Tupac biopic, um something, Tupac. Dante Hicks or Hogs Hugs Jr. I'm I'm mad I'm messing up his name, but that was a pretty decent movie movie. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they had them playing uh, it was playing uh New Orleans people without the accent. It was kind of like. They was forcing the accent a little bit, so I thought that. Don't you hate when they try to use other people that doesn't look like us and think like us, and and you had them in the movie cut card? Demetrius Ship Junior is his name, the guy that played Tupac. Um, Cat Graham also played in it, and um, Denzel Whitaker and Wesley Snipes was also in it. It wasn't a bad movie. Uh, 
it just, you know, it, I, I liked the message a little bit. It wasn't, it reminded me a little bit of, um, of a, like similar to the dope a little bit. Like it had a message at the end and it was directed by RZA, a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. So there's like a whole lot of black stuff going on. I appreciate Netflix for actually putting the spotlight on black uh, uh, directors and uh, producers and stuff like that. Cause a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't do it as well as them. And then my last movie, I want to shout out another black movie starring Jamie Foxx. So I watched that too. That movie was fine. It's a top five. Was it Pixar or was it? It's a Pixar movie. Top five Pixar movie for me. I don't know. Love Pixar. Pixar let's, movie. let's please do the top five. The soul ain't even sniffing my pen. What? <laughs> yes. And you going? <laughs> you gonna say it's not top five? It was creative. I don't know if it's top it was, five. Though. It's it was definitely more creative than a lot of movies. And as an adult, it, so. I watched it as an adult. You feel me? All so Pixar movies. All movies are creative. And I say top five. I didn't say it was number one because you want to know number one. Pixar is created. I mean, it's a whole shared universe. What is the incredible? So, Coco, boy, you never seen Coco? Coco is five. Coco is elite TV. Coco's Coco. number one, but it's five. Coco's not number one. Let's say this. I no, that's not my. That's not the top five I plan this week. Pixar, bro, should do Pixar top five. Cut card. Why you doing that? We can mix Dang. it. In. We can do Pixar and we can do my other one. But I'm gonna give y'all a heads up now. The top five, so y'all can get y'all list together. Is Adam Sandler movies in honor of the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore? My I boy. never seen Happy Gilmore. Uh, you gotta see Happy Gilmore. You seen Adam Sandler movies? But did you put a thumbs down on Adam Sandler? Uh, who gonna have uncut? Who gonna have uncut gems in their top? Five? <laughs> he better not put uncut gems in there. No, nah, but he could be in there, but ain't. He got a lot of movies. Never seen Uncut Gems. It's on Netflix, John. What do you do? Before, 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 before. John's such a John's such, such a Kyrie. Slap my computer. Before we get John, the music, you don't got Netflix. I I do have Netflix. I just, I just watch documentaries. You won't be informed, cut. I hate <sighs> twice. Gotcha. Um, Damon, <laughs> talk to us about WandaVision and Snowfall, and, and then we will be on to music. Or Jay's Jay's decided too, so whoever and Derek's decided because that's coming up. Well, Snowfall does come back on next Wednesday, two episode premiere. I'm very excited for that. I'm excited to see how they expand on Game Wars and Franklin's character development. And the trailers have been crazy. So I'm just excited all around for Snowfall. WandaVision, I went back and I mean, every time I've seen an episode, I've watched it again. Um, just seeing the Marvel intro just gets me hyped. I watched it all with my girl again for Valentine's extended weekend I had, and she loved it. Um, she likes the sitcom styles and how every episode changes. Uh, just from her, as somebody who hasn't seen like the X-Men movies, so when uh, the X-Men Pedro popped up, she was just like, who's this guy and this, that, and the third, and it's kind of fun explaining all that, but it just gives you a bigger insight that like, how does Marvel do this and not knowing that everybody may not be a top fan like us. So it's interesting seeing it from that view. But um, I'm excited for the WandaVision episode date that it comes out 3 a.m. Uh, but they showed a sneak peek of it. And this episode is going to be like uh, Wanda talking to the camera, like in the sneak peek. She's saying that uh, 
we've all had those bad days where our anger gets the best of us and stuff like that. It's going to, I think it's going to be like the modern family type deal, which I'm really looking forward to. So yeah. Um, but they say we might get a little closer to his, the villain in this episode. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Jace, I know you're excited. I ain't gonna let, I ain't gonna let Demons take all the sign. What you got, man? Hey, man. Uh, I'm talking about both the both the shows. I'm a snowfall fanatic as well. I'm looking forward to it. What day is it? Wednesday or Friday? When uh, the, the two, Wednesday? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm looking, hey. Just cause you don't like the way I know I talk. Hey, my boy is a hey. A great actor. Great actor. I seen in the trailer, he pointed a gun to Leon. Oh, man, hey. Y'all boys get ready for Snowfall. as one. One <laughs> division. And I seen that Petro. I was like, what is going on? Because I'm, I'm an X-Man dude. I, I, I like X-Man. I, I can't tell you the timeline. I can't tell you at all. That timeline is all over the place. But I can, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with the X-Man. So when I seen that Petro, I was I was confused, very confused. I was waiting for that next see um that next um episode. They really didn't explain it, but it, they kind of did. But hey, this this episode I didn't see any trailers for this episode because I don't really like looking at spoilers or nothing like that. So I just look at the um episode. But I don't. I, in my mind, I want to say she's being controlled by somebody, but we really don't know. We don't know yet. So I think, or it might just be grief. It might just be grief and what happened with uh with Vision. We don't know yet. All right, St- stay tuned. We're gonna see. They say there's supposed to be a um a big shocker or something like that by the end of the by the end of the season. So, hey, that, that boy they must have paid Jason to say that with the Marvel. They hooked you up the Marvel the Marvel uh hoodie too. Nah, like they just I, that just that's just coincidence. So I had this on when I went to work. I got you, uh, Carter. Uh, what's the what's the one four one one on music? What music? Music. Say it again. Are you are you not ready? No, nah, I'm playing on. Um, uh, All right, let's let's see what how you do today. Cut what you got. The 10th anniversary of chant of nostalgia ultra was this past week. It was a uh, very nostalgic for me. 10 year anniversary. I had to go back and listen to that guy, and oh, my boy was in his bag. Um. While we're sitting here, anybody got drop your favorite song? Not songs, just one song. What's your favorite song on there? On Nostalgia Ultra? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Swim good. Love crimes. What'd you say, bro? <laughs> favorite song on Nostalgia Ultra. Favorite song, just one. Dust. Dust. Yes, yeah, dust for me too. Yeah. It'll be I'm Jay, so I don't listen to Frank Ocean. Does Strawberry Swing and uh, There Will Be Tears. I thought you said one. I said mine will be between. Mind your business. I'm giving the topics. You just listen and respond. Okay. Um, LeBron is talking about doing a DJ Khaled type album, L or W. Keep it. I didn't That's ask you. Mine's said. not going to rap, but LeBron's going like, to. I'm not talking about LeBron rap. I'm talking about last time he gave us a song, what happened? What song he gave us? It may not mean nothing. Yeah, was that him? Nah, he exact he exactly produced <laughs> Two Chains album, and he invented the deluxe album. Jace, what are you talking about? Did the yeah, he did that. invent the deluxe? I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> he invented the deluxe. That boy LeBron said, "So what if like you do like not a, not a another different album, but like 
10 to 12 songs and then make the album and put that on like another project. You heard about that. Us. Two channels like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know two channels, boy. He was probably high. He was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I like that, Brian. I, I think it's a W. I, I don't I don't think it'll be bad. I think it'll be good if he got it. He got a decent ear for music based on the music he posted on his uh story. He Wait, what is it gonna be? Like, I think he's huh? exactly producing you or he's gonna, he's gonna bring artists together on certain tracks or like like bro, what he did with forever, like that's the iconic song. I don't think he had anything to do with forever now that I think about it. You serious? It was just a, a song they put on <laughs> his boy saying, you the song was made for his movie, but he didn't have to. It was made for his movie. Well, LeBron is a hip hop historian, so he, he can assume LeBron has a lot of rap friends, and he could possibly get a lot of stuff that people can't exactly. get. Exactly. You think he ain't got pool to? He had pool to get Wayne, Drake, Eminem, and Kanye on the same song. Now, but I don't know about nowadays. Because nowadays, like you got to go through the label. That and all album that. gonna sound horrible. You be like playlist. <laughs> Y'all see that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I have to say, um, Kodak Black to getting married, Bruza alluded to that earlier. I know the TMZ. Rock, I'm, I'm just messing with you, bro. Relax. My wave is <laughs> about to drop some new songs, and I'm about to go through the songs that we're supposed to get to in albums we're supposed to get today. We're supposed to get Trippy Red Project. Mm, I'm excited for that, I guess. Neon Shark versus Pegasus. Jim Jones and Harry Fraud are dropping something. Taylor Gang is dropping Taylor Knights. Lil Zay Osama, Trench Baby. 600 Breezy, Art of War. Kevin Gates to be announced. And it's a project. Oh, when this is? Hold on, Kevin Gates. Lil Yachty featuring Kodak. The well, Black. Kevin Gates to be no young boy. Talk nice. I know, but he, he said he's a disrespectful thing to young boy. Right. Yeah, like you met young boy, like you can. Chris Brown and Young Thug go crazy remix featuring Mulatto, Lil Dirk, and Future. Okay. I think Thug hopped on something with McMill too. Tory Lanez featuring Chris Brown feels Bryson Tiller to be announced. We're going to talk about McMill's distasteful lyric. Three, two, one. To some. Tory Lanez featuring Lil Dirk, No More Parties remix. That is a banger. Make sure y'all listen to that. You're just saying that because Tory Lanez so fine. No, I actually like the song. And I'm like, everybody, I don't trust nobody. Derek don't know what to do with our generation music. It go. I'm so nervous, baby. My boy slide little Derek verse actually sliding because you know you was doing that bust down on the challenge, blah blah blah. I can't say the rest because it's 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 like that though. Um what if our generation music decided to stop having their accounts there? What would you do? I would search on Twitter like I used to do. And type in new music Friday. You go to hip hop facts. There's a bunch of pages that post new, new, new music. It don't matter where I get my source from. Shout out to our generation music, though. I was following y'all when y'all had 20,000 followers. Let me get an interview with someone. I wasn't when I following you, they had 100 followers. Russ misunderstood. All right, but we ain't listening to Russ, bro. DFB, the Pac Man, featuring a little Yachty and DDG Honey Pack remix. DDG got a Yachty feature. Top on BFP, you know the fat dude. Top five. Young Dolphin, Key Glock, Case Closed. I listen to Key Glock sometimes. Top five. Memphis running the rap game right now, low key, bro. You gotta be respectful. 
Bro, top, please, top five. <laughs> I already told you my top five. Top five, top five, no movie. Top five, top five, top five. five. No top five, top five, top five. Cause, cause we don't, bro. Who's you hating? All right, we're about to do our top five Adam Sandler movies in honor of the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. And to kick it off, we got Slim Reaper himself. Let's get to it, Jace. All right, so I got two, three, four, five. I have three honorable mentions, okay? I got Happy Gilmore because I've only seen it once. It was pretty funny, though. I've only seen it once, but yeah, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Funny People. That one's hilarious. And the new one that I feel like everybody should watch on Netflix is Hubie Halloween. He got a lot of he got a lot of actors come in for the Netflix. I think it was a Netflix original, and it's it's real, real funny. Um, number five, I got uh Billy Madison. Uh four, I got the bench warmers. Three, I got grown ups two. Uh two, I got the longest yard, and one I got grown ups. Uh, Demar, you ready? And my on, I actually Happy Gilmore did not make my list, even though we're doing this in uh, honor of its anniversary. My number six gotta be that's my boy. I don't know how many of y'all seen that Han Solo with the sun. That's that is funny. Rex Ryan was in the movies, just all over the place. Number five, Click. I love that movie. Uh, that was one of my favorite movies. It's like as a kid, just like a grown up movie because I. I didn't watch movies like that, but when I seen that, people dying and stuff, that's when I started like making the transition to seeing real world movies. Number four, The Water Boy. I mean, <laughs> number three, Grown Ups. Number two, The Longest Shard. And my number one is going to be Billy Madison. I think that's Adam Sandler's funny, funniest movie far and away. It's my top five. Are you ready, John? Are you, I could go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm not, I'm not. I don't really have an honorable mention. Shout out to Adam Sandler. Like he's he's just great. I I go all day with honorable mentions. And respectfully for this category, I'm gonna actually start from my top because it's just it's really hard to rank Adam Sandler movies. So I, I think it's best for me to think about what my favorite movies are by him and then just go down from there. Uh, so number one, my favorite movie of all time is The Longest Yard. I think it's because it's a sports movie. Uh, it has just like a lot of my favorite childhood actors in it, childhood like wrestlers in it. Uh, it kind of had a little little scene of racial situations dealing and kind of exposed a lot about prison. So I, I thought it was a great movie. It's my favorite movie. Um, number two, I got The Waterboy. Just funny, classic. I fall, if any movie I fall asleep to is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, number three, I got Bedtime Stories. I, I thought that was a very creative movie. And it, it was it was pretty far. Like I love that movie, Bedtime Stories. Um, Russell Brand being in it. number four, I had Click. You know, like like what Demond said. Like it was it was one of those movies. I started to realize like the world is deeper than what I thought uh, as a child. So it was it was really cool. And then number five, man. Ooh, jeez. I guess my honorable mention would be Billy Madison, but my number five is Big Daddy. It was one of my like first Adam Sandler movies I've ever saw. And it it was a good movie, even as a child, I understood it because he made comedy that relates to all generations. So I rock with that. Shout out to the grown up movies too. I thought the grown ups that he did one and two were pretty straight. Uh just didn't make my top five. But yeah. 
All right, all right, all right. My top five Adam Sandler movies. Honorable mention, Uncut Gems. That's the last, I believe that's the last movie I've seen from him. So, number honorable mention, Uncut Gems. Number five, uh, Pixels. Um, very creative concept for that movie. Video games, come to life, Pac-Man, things like that. One of my first days saw that movie, actually, so sentimental value. Uh, number four, Benchwarmers. That was a funny movie growing up. Uh, number three, Grown Ups 2. It's better than the first one. Number two, um, I consider his animated shows as well, movies as well. So Hotel Transylvania, that was a great movie. And number one, I have The Waterboy. Okay, I have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, you Don't Mess With The Zohan, uh, Just Go With It. That was one of my favorite movies, actually. Um, I used to like watching that. Blended. I like that movie with the blended family. Uncut Gems, obviously, I watched that with the Minor Bruiser. That was good. And I gotta have 50, uh, 51st Dates. That's a cute little movie to watch with your girl. Um, my number five is Longest Yard. My number four is Spanglish. Came out 2004. Spanglish is one of my favorites. Uh, like, with, um, I think that's Salma, is that Salma Hayek in there? I wanna say it is. Um, Probably, he uses the same actors for every movie. Yeah, he, he, he says loyalty. Yeah, Spanglish came out on the same time as 51st Dates and Spanglish, yes. Oh no, it's not it's not Sam Hayek, it's Paz Vega. Good movie. Um with the uh a woman, her daughter are immigrants or whatever from Mexico, but they like he falls in love with it, you know, long story short, but it's it's fine. Um Mr. Deeds is number three for me. I love that movie. Um number two, Billy Madison, and number one, Waterboy, because I'm from Louisiana and that movie's in, based in Louisiana, and it's just a, like a Bayou classic. Bro, I forgot about Waterboy. I'm going to start. Like, I had no business watching Waterboy in elementary school when I was in New Orleans, but somehow that was on the TV <laughs> when I was like six years old. <laughs> and that's top five, no debating. Is there any news breaking? <laughs> no, is that a podcast? Okay. And this will conclude episode 92 of the Pack Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We're available to you Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Follow us at Pack Life Pod or Pack Life Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Beside me, we got second arrival, Mr. Johnny Morris. Get the arrival right. When I come to the podcast, you get my arrival right. No, I appreciate it. It's been an honor. Shout out to Zach Levine. He will be an all-star reserve. I look forward to announcing that to y'all next week. Dog me is my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. Bro, you know the Eagles take the largest dead cap hit in in NFL history. I didn't read that earlier. That's crazy, but uh cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> Who just said that bro? <laughs> uh Dog me is Devon. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man, last but not least is Slim Reaper, Mr. J.C. Stewart. Y'all be blessed, man. Be blessed. Watch the division in the snowfall, please. And I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Thank you for tuning in, Rock with us. Episode 92, and we are out of here. New Pack Life.